Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday evening, August 15th. Richie, we are three weeks from kickoff. 21 days away. I feel like I feel like usually the summer drags and it takes forever to kind of get to football season, but this is this has been the fastest one ever. I don't know if it's like the pandemic or just like I don't know what it's been. Maybe it's just been there's news every week and we're recruiting our tails off and everything else. But um, how are you doing, man? How how was your weekend? Good. I can't complain. Yeah, that typically, you know, going back to my college and high school days, we always had the release of NCAA football to kind of get us through oh. mid-July to the season. Um, and I know you've been doing uh, playing Florida State schedule, posting all the video and recap on DoubleFriesNoSlaw.com, which is awesome. But yeah, man, I had a great weekend, went out, played golf yesterday, 60% chance of rain, and we got a complete round in with no issues at all. Uh, just hanging out with the wife uh, at the house today. She put me to work because we have our fantasy football draft next weekend and have multiple people coming into town to stay with us. And I'm surprised she even allows that to happen. So uh, I'm doing good, man. How about you? Pretty good. Um, we've had a busy weekend. We went to my niece's first birthday party last week. I'm sorry, yesterday, not last week. Um, and then we uh, basically spent, we went to church this morning and I spent all day trying to get our house ready. We're trying to sell our house. So we, we had an offer accepted on a, on a new house that we're going to be moving to in about a month and a half. And so we're trying to get our house ready to list. And so it's been a busy, uh, it's been a busy weekend. So it's going to be a busy few weeks. Um, and it's going to get crazy around here and then all kind of culminating with hanging out with you guys in Tallahassee, which would be a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, Getting a new house, man. How much Guthrie's money are you withholding from me here? You're sitting here putting bids on new houses. I, I'm just trying to get my AC fixed over here. Dude, what sucks is I'm still paying on the AC that I bought, <laughs> so I have to pay that off too. But, uh, yeah, no, the, uh, we got lucky. We we heard that the house was going to go on the market. It was in a neighborhood that we really wanted to be in, big pool, big yard for the kids. And um, – we reached out to the realtor before it went on the market and they let us come look at it and we put an offer in it and never hit the market. So we didn't have any competition. They took nice. our offer. Um, we got really lucky with that's that. Lucky. So <laughs> because uh, we, we someone would have offered more than you did. That, that's oh yeah. I got beat out by twice. I got beat out twice. So um, offered $20,000 over twice and got beat out. So Jeez. anyway, yeah, it's ridiculous wow. out there. So we're glad that that's happening. But like I said, yeah, we, we're trying to fix up the house. We're trying to list it. We're trying to sell it. My daughter's birthday is in like a week or her birthday party's in six days. Her birthday's in like 10 days. We've got the games coming up and everything. Like it's just going to be a wild month and a half, but yeah, we're, we're about October, what, Tallahassee, man. I am no. excited to get up there. We got a lot going on that weekend by, uh, by October. We'll be thankful for all this stuff, but yeah, we do have a lot going up in Tallahassee. Obviously we'll shout out Guthrie's, um, visit both their locations. Double fries. No saw brought to you by Guthrie's. 1818 West Tennessee and 2550 North Monroe. Um, appreciate their support. We, uh, I don't want to say anything too quick about this, but we've, we've talked with a lot of people. Um, Harlan just asked that the new house has a man cave. It kind of does. <laughs> like I'm, I'm working on that, but what I'll say is like, it's not just like, you know, a lot of times there's a pool and then just like a screened in patio just around the pool. That's like a foot on each side. Like, it's a massive patio deck area that's going to like, I've already gotten full nice. approval from the wife to put like there and no, three TVs, oh, one big one right. and two small ones. Like, yeah, Saturdays and Sundays at the okay. house are going to be lit, bro. Like she gets the whole house to decorate. So like the man cave is kind of outside, 
Um, if you were 90 miles away, I, I'd have to come down for a for a weekend. But uh, I mean, just come over fine. for a Saturday whenever you have the Bucks game the next day. I mean, you're a season ticket holder. Like I'm right yeah. next to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I literally live off the same road that the Bucks play on. It's just like 10 miles north, so or 15. So, anyway. Back to Tallahassee. We definitely have some exciting stuff going on up there. I'm excited to get up there, getting up there on Friday. Um, we've joked with a lot of coaches and a lot of different people about Richie maybe doing some competing oh, while we're God. up there, and some of that stuff seems to be coming to fruition. So um, I don't want to announce anything just yet. I don't want to say that anything's a done deal yet. Got to work a couple things out, but but seems like some of those things are, are going to come to fruition. What we're trying to do with it, is not only embarrass Richie, um, but what would be really cool is if we could raise some money for charity and doing it. And so maybe for every competition that Richie uh, partakes in, if he's able to partake in any, maybe we, we could have people pledge, you know, five bucks to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes or, you know, which is what Coach Bowden wanted money donated to or five bucks to the boosters or, heck, I'll give it to a local elementary school. I, I really don't care. But I think it'd be cool if, if we're going to embarrass Richie to, to do some – to do some good with it at the same time. So nothing, uh, nothing finalized just yet, but some things are moving in the right direction. Hopefully we'll have an update for you next week. Uh, are you nervous about any of it or what are your thoughts? <laughs> I am extremely nervous about everything that's been proposed. And I'm much more nervous about how quickly people are getting back to us saying, yes, we want to do this because they know <laughs> this is going to be an easy W for them. But you know, it's if people remember the old pros versus Joes, it's going to be something similar to that. Um, but I'm just looking for I, what I love about this podcast is getting to know all these coaches in our current student athletes. And, uh, you know, some of the people, you know, tentatively that we have scheduled that I will be competing against have come on this show before um, and been very supportive of us. So we want to you know give back to them as well. And and like you said, give to a good cause. So, you know, it, it'll be people are going to get good laughs regardless because I'm I'm willingly going to put a lot of embarrassing film of myself out there from that weekend. But I think all in all, it's going to be a blast. Um, and we're going to have a good time with everyone that that's involved. Um, no, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Not quite as much as I'm looking forward to uh, that game. And we'll get into kind of like what's going on with uh, Florida state football here in just a few minutes, but uh, we'll start here. Uh, we, we obviously did our entire show last week around um Coach Bowden, our, our thoughts on him. We, we scrapped a couple of interviews. One of those interviews is taking place tonight. But uh, we scrapped our interviews. We scrapped everything we were going to talk about and just kind of like dedicated the show to Coach Bowden. Obviously, a lot of thoughts there. And it was a tough show to do, but we got really good feedback on it. And so I'm glad that we – obviously glad that we did it. Um, I'm not sure that there was anything else that we could have really talked about. Um, but yesterday was Coach's memorial services um, at the Tucker Center Friday. He uh, – was at the Moore Center. So um, Friday he was actually at the Capitol, wasn't he? And then Saturday at the Moore Center and then over at uh, the Tucker Center. So, uh, Richie, I'll shut up and, and let you talk about it. Um, we both obviously – I mean, just everybody that we know is kind of like watching the the coverage. But thoughts around the coverage and, and yesterday's services, ceremonies, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so I, I was um, playing golf yesterday. I got home around 3 o'clock or so. And the first thing I told – you know, Lindsay, my wife is, uh, are you ready to watch the, the service? Because I knew I wanted to watch it. Um, so it, we watched as soon as I got home and it, it was, I thought they did a phenomenal job. Everything, you know, I thought, you know, work done was phenomenal. Derek Brooks, Charlie Ward. I know Dion couldn't make it. 
Um, but Derek Brooks gave a great story uh, from Dion right before delivering his remarks. I, I thought that was really cool. And I, I love that they incorporated the Chiefs into it and seeing, you know, Anne and then, you know, Jimbo was there, Mark Richt, Kirk Herbstreet, just the who's who of college football all showed up to pay the respects to coach. Um, you know, I there was a, definitely some tears during the, you know, watching the rerun of it. Uh, I'll tell you what, my wife, she she's a crier though, but she was just nonstop crying uh, because she never had the chance to meet Coach Bowden like I did. Um, but she hears my stories and my passion about it. And I think that played a big role to her. And I thought they did justice to him. I want to try and find video of his service from uh, Sanford today that they had there. Uh, I saw a couple people on the timeline actually attended it, which was really cool. But just an amazing tribute to an amazing man. And I, it was great to watch it. It was very cathartic, if anything else. Yeah, for sure. The um, couple of uh, couple of things that really stuck out to me were was some of those last pictures of Ann and Bobby um, that, that kind of got circulated on the timeline, right. timeline and um, different places. Like, you know, very rare for people to stay together for seven years, let alone – 70 you know so that was obviously awesome and then uh you know the other thing was at the very end you know him going out to the war chant and into the entire crowd doing the chop and yeah. and and his boys and family and everybody doing the chop as well not you know being part of it you know like they had done for years and years and years and so i don't know we we said everything we wanted to kind of say about coach bowden last week so i, I don't want to kind of dive back into all of that stuff we'll we'll continue to talk about coach bowden on this podcast for the rest of the time that we do it. Right. Like, so, um, but just, it, it they were the services, the ceremony, whatever was really, really well done, well put together. And like you said, just an incredible event when you really think about like who was there nationally, yeah. locally, everything, you know, um, my niece's first birthday was yesterday. Um, and Kara said, well, you saved yourself eight hours of driving because I would, I probably would have gone if, if not for, for yeah. that. But my sister was no way letting me out of that one. So anyway, uh, a great event. And, um, a good way to send him off for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to get into a whole bunch of FSU talk right now. I'm going to bring in a guest. We have, um, I hate this view, so I'm going to flip it dear. We have Taylor. Taylor is a massive FSU fan, runs the Norvell Central page on Instagram, uh, Twitter, YouTube as well. I'm not sure if you guys have a yes. Facebook or not. Um, but, uh, Runs it uh, tens of uh, 10,000 followers or so on, you know, on Instagram. It's really grown. I know that you're really connected in a lot of yeah. places and stuff. And so um, just want to kind of get your perspective on a couple of things and chat with you on it. Yeah. I don't want you to feel like this is too much of an interview. So of course. if we're grilling, you just tell us to shut up and we'll be good. But uh, gotcha. anyway, what what we ask everybody, though, to, to get them into the show, though, like, are, I mean, are you a Guthrie's guy or like, well, what's the you're not in Tallahassee, but like you're, uh, you're in Bama, right? Yeah. Like, so that's close. Yeah. I'm sure you have them up there, right? Yeah, of course. We have a couple of them up here. And uh, a lot of times when I order anything from Guthrie's, always double fries and it's law every time. <laughs> um, um, it's just great. Yeah, no, it's we, uh, we like it. I have not had it in a while just because I've been trying to get my summer bot on, but uh, I'm excited to, uh, uh, I'm excited to go grab some when we get up to Tallahassee. Um, hey, before we get into a bunch of FSU talk, I like to give people this opportunity. And like I said, I'll probably do this for the rest of the time that we have the uh, have the podcast going. But uh, if you want to share some quick thoughts on Coach Bowden, um, 
at all. Like, you know, this, I mean, it can be as deep as you want. It can be pretty light, whatever you want to say. Like I want to give people the opportunity to talk about coach. Of course. Uh, you know, it's a very sad week this week, uh, but you know, it can always be sad. You know, you always have to remember those people that have made such a lasting impact on the university, uh, just this fan base in general, and also his family. Um, you know, he has a couple of things going for him and, uh, he always put faith first. Uh, you know, that was one thing that he talked about is how he wanted to be home. And, uh, he was really big into Christianity, really big into his family. And, he always made it a family affair. So anytime that he would meet anybody that he would barely even know, um, he would act like he would know you for a lifetime. Uh, when people meet Coach Bowden, they always remember who he is, uh, always remember his smile, his insight uh, as a person. And even though he was a great coach with uh, 14 consecutive uh, AP top five finishes between the 80s and uh, early 2000s and everything, uh, won two, two national championships for us. Uh, he was an even greater human being and uh, we're all sad to see him go, but we'll definitely see him again one day. Yeah, no, no doubt. We talked about it last week, man. I don't know that that 14 straight top five finishes will ever be yeah. done again. Certainly not with the playoff and everything else, you know, like I'd like to see where, where Clemson Alabama are right now in yeah. that. Like maybe I should look that up if I was, if I did any research. Maybe but, it was that like three? Cause I know I took the wife to the uh, Citrus Bowl like two years ago and that was the end of their run. And I think they were at six or seven. So, oh, yeah. And then Clemson, Clemson probably the year that they lost in the first round of the playoffs, uh, which they could have been now last year they probably finished top five. But the year they they lost to Bama the first year in the playoffs, so like four or five years ago. So they may be at like four or five. Like I, I don't I have to look it up, but anyway, yeah, they're not doing 10 more. I mean, that's just not happening. So um, all right. So let's do let's let's just kind of do this as like a round table talk, like kind of give thoughts on on everything. I don't want you to feel like we're grilling you on every kind of question, but we'll start out with some camp talk. Um, obviously, I think the big the big thing that everybody wants to hear about and, and chat about, and I want to get both of you guys' thoughts is the quarterback battle. I feel like that's kind of the you know. I don't know. It's probably the most important thing kind of happening around Florida state. You could argue the offensive line, but anyway, QB is probably trumps that just a little bit, but uh, Richie, let's start with you. Like, what are you, what are you hearing? What are you thinking on this quarterback battle? Some news has kind of come out some inside reports. I don't think anything official has really happened, but uh, talk to us about uh, Travis and Milton. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. Uh, it sounds a lot like, you know, our first week of spring. And I do want to emphasize that we are one week in, right? They've only had full pads for two days, I believe now. They just had their first scrimmage last night. Uh, but it sounds similar to spring in that Jordan Travis is really outperforming Mackenzie Milton on a day-to-day basis. But again, we remember the spring and we heard the same reports. Then the spring game happened. And, you know, the lights came on and Milton was by far the best quarterback in the spring game. So it's going to be tricky, I think, for Mike Norvell. Um, obviously, you want to reward whoever's the best in practice, but you also want to pick the quarterback who you think gives you the best chance to win. I'm very comfortable and confident with either Milton or Travis. Honestly, I think both are more than capable um, of having a good season. I know someone just asked, is the Milton injury true? I know he did not participate in practice two days ago. I know Mike Norvell said that was kind of load management uh, type stuff. So it, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that. But yeah, I, I continue to think if, uh, you know, gun to my head, I, I think Milton's probably the guy for Notre Dame, but George Travis is right there. This is a real competition. This is not a, you know, glorified Jameis versus uh, uh, Jacob <laughs> Coker competition. This is a legit competition. And uh, I'm 
comfortable with either one because the improvements we're hearing about Jordan Travis sounded like he's really taking that next step and he's comfortable in this offense. Um, what about you? Uh, what, what are you hearing? What do you think or what are you seeing, Taylor? So most of the time uh, what I hear, it just kind of seconds your statements a little bit. You know, both quarterbacks are really comfortable in the offense. Uh, Milton is really getting adjusted to the offense as it is. Uh, Travis is more along the lines of practicing better. Uh, but even going back to his UCF days with Milton, he wasn't a great practice player. When the lights yeah. come on, he's a great, you know, he's great and everything like that. But you kind of have to understand that Milton didn't come to Florida State just to sit. He, he really didn't. Um, you look at Jordan Travis, he's one of the most athletic guys that we have on offense. And he isn't going to, you know, stand by anybody letting him, uh, you know, be second string either. So, I mean, you have to come into a situation where uh, both these guys and everything – it's, I mean, they're going to be utilized. Both of them are. Um, a lot of times I see on Twitter, stuff like that, people are kind of siding with one quarterback or the other. But in terms of like both of them, I could see both of them playing. Um, a lot of people think, okay, he could probably play wide receiver, trick play, stuff like that. But Jordan Travis is a quarterback. Uh, he's grown a lot as a quarterback, imp uh, improvising outside the pocket, really utilizing his skills downfield and utilizing his legs if needed. Um, but if Milton is 75% healthy or better, it's even better for Florida State. So it's going to be a great competition to kind of see how those two play out. You talked about the um, Coker-Jameis um, competition, and, and I don't know how well Coker truly practiced or not, but sometimes people are just gamers, man. Like sometimes practice isn't the uh, the end-all, be-all. Like Jameis wasn't a very good practice player, and then he went on the yeah. field and threw for six touchdowns a game in college. Like it just was, you know, like absurd, that, you know, coming out in the third quarter of a lot of games. So like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, some people just when that light comes on and I'm not saying that either one of them are not that guy or, you know, are the other one. Um, I don't, I don't remember what the, what the number is, but like Milton's won something like 26, 28 game, like, you know, a lot of games, you know, and, and has that experience. And so, yeah, I'm, I, you know, leave it to FSU's fan base, really any fan base. I mean, you got Gator yeah. fans asking for Richardson. So like, it's the same thing, but uh, leave it to the fan base or any fan base, like I said, to, uh, to already want the backup before the starter is even announced. Uh, Cause the backup's always better, you know, like to ask, just ask Twitter. Um, so QB battle. Okay. So the guy spent some time in Jacksonville this week, Richie um, thoughts on the Jacksonville practices. There's a big, like uh nine Oh four, five, six, one battle go that goes on the timeline, like 800% of the time, you know? And, and so, um, and while they're fighting, like the eight, one, three is still the best, area code in the state but anyway what are uh what are your thoughts on the guys going to jacksonville did you did you see anything hear anything there that was yeah. of interest to you yeah the, the 407 is the best in the state but in terms of uh florida state going to jacksonville you know it it is what it is to me you know obviously willie taggart took florida state to img a couple of years last year weird COVID year obviously no spring in a weird fall practice I, I think it's nice. I mean, I, I don't think it's the difference between winning games or losing games or, or anything along those lines. Um, you know, it's I think it's good to get them out of their element into, you know, a new surrounding. At, at, I think they are practicing at UNF. Um, I It's interesting. It heard the first practice got really chippy. Uh, a couple fights broke out, uh, which is not to be unexpected in fall camp. Anyone who's played football, even at the youth level, high school, um, I never played at college, but know plenty of people who did. And, you know, fall camp sucks, right? You're four straight weeks of just 
practicing in the heat against the same people every day uh, and things get chippy and it, it sounded like things got really chippy that first day in Jacksonville and it calmed down a little bit the second day. But I, I think it's great for recruiting again, just get that presence. Cause you know, Jacksonville's, you know, kind of a Gator stronghold, right? You have kind of owns that area. Um, so I, I love that Norvell is trying to get a presence in there. As far as the team itself goes, it sounds like the first practice was not a good one. Again, got really chippy. Sounded like the second one got a little better. Um, and it'll be interesting to see because, you know, again, this is just the first week of camp. We have, you know, 21 days till uh, we kick off against Notre Dame. So there'll be plenty more to, to go. But I'm not a fan and I'm not against, you know, going to like Jacksonville or Bradenton or wherever for, for practice. I, I just think it's something that, you know, coaches are going to do just to test their players and challenge them, I, I assume. Um, what were your thoughts, Taylor? You know, uh, a lot of people were – you know, indifferent about going to Jacksonville. They wanted to kind of stay closer to home to Tallahassee. But you kind of have to understand this coaching staff is really making an emphasis on getting that road environment, feeling uncomfortable, you know, getting in uncomfortable situations. And when you look at the schedule, you know, we're 35 days away from traveling to Wake Forest for, for our first true road game. And that's going to be a really hostile environment, uh, especially after playing Notre Dame. You know, you go to play Jacksonville State and then you turn back around and you play Wake Forest on the road. Uh, it's going to be a great environment, hopefully, uh, when Florida State goes in there and they're going to be prepared. Uh, but you can't have those mental lapses. And, uh, of course, you talked about the chippy first day in Jacksonville. And um, you got to learn from those mistakes. Uh, a lot of times the penalties were kind of pushing us back last year. And you kind of have to uh, roll the punches a little bit. And hopefully everything can kind of play out for this team. And hopefully they're a little bit more prepared this season. Um, Yeah, I like getting away. I think that getting away and – like you said, getting uncomfortable is good. I mean, you're, you you have some distractions by just being kind of out of your element, but you also take away some distractions, right? Like you're not back at your dorm, you're not back at your apartment or whatever. So I think it, uh, I think there are pros to it. I, are is that going to be the difference in Florida State winning four games and ten games? I mean, probably not. But you know, I think it's good for the team to face a little bit of very minor adversity, right? Like having to take an hour and a half uh, bus ride over to Jacksonville or, or whatever. Is that two hours? I don't know. How, I don't know how it's far it's every is. bit of two hours, man. Jacksonville is massive. I, I remember I had some friends there uh, at UNF and I'm like, oh, that'll be a quick 90 minute trip. No, it is every bit of two hours to get into Duval County. Um, So we had some drama this week off the field. You talked about practice getting a little bit uh, chippy. Some drama off the field with Jaron Willis. Uh, Taylor, I'll start with you just because I know you're really big into the recruiting side of things like yeah. that. We we thought uh, we were getting um, a bunch of tweets on the timeline, a bunch of people saying, hey, get ready. He's about to flip. He's flipping today. He's flipping yeah. at 2 p.m. I saw the tweets. He got me. He got me. <laughs> um, and then 2 p.m. came and went. No flip. Um, yeah. thoughts, on, uh, thoughts on Willis, who's currently committed to Georgia Tech. Well, uh, you know, like you said, he's currently committed to Georgia Tech. Florida State is really his dream school. Um, you know, of course, he is uh, current teammates with Quayshon Sapp, the four-star offensive line commit. Uh, they're going to be playing him at guard this uh, next season whenever he comes in and everything. But, you know, you kind of have to figure out what is a priority to him. A lot of position changes uh, were kind of in discussion there where they were kind of recruiting him as more of a safety, uh, hybrid safety, hybrid linebacker kind of deal. Florida State is recruiting him more as a linebacker, so – he mostly prefers that safety position. So, of course, you're going to kind of have to lean towards Georgia Tech. He has great relationships with the staff. Um, it's kind of unknown right now if he's going to still visit the Notre Dame game. So that's something you have to watch out for. A lot of crystal balls were flying in for Florida State uh, coming into that decision. 
And a lot of people thought he was going to flip. Uh, this is a situation where Florida State's really trying hard to uh, recruit some of these linebacker prospects. And, uh, you know, it's still not over. It's a very long com- uh, recruitment there. Um, you know, he did commit to Georgia Tech before he even took any of the official visits this June. And, um, you know, it's going to be a great uh, kind of thing to kind of figure out what Florida State wants to do with that linebacker position as they hope to get at least one or maybe even two linebacker prospects uh, for this recruiting cycle. You're on mute, TJ. I was like, no, I'm not. Uh, but I was <laughs> on the actual mic. Um, if you had a crystal ball, where does he end up? Uh, I, I think that he signs with Florida State by signing day. I like it. I like it. Richie, you have thoughts on that? I know you don't watch any of these recruits. You just want to talk about how you um, – Clemson's at six AP top five finishes, by the way. Bama's at one. So uh, we talked about that a little bit earlier. So if Clemson can rail off eight more – they're being good shape. Which I won't think, happen. Yeah. yeah, I think they lose in the first round of the playoffs this year, and so they won't. So they'll they'll be they'll they'll lose the streak this year. It's bold yeah. prediction on uh, August fifteenth. Mark that <laughs> tape, Harlan, because I want I want to call my shot on that. Um, <laughs> but going, 20, going back to Willis, man. <laughs> um, yeah, he had everybody fooled, and you know he kind of announced, you know, a big announcement Friday, and everyone assumed you saw the crystal bars, crystal balls start flying into for Florida State. Uh, the entire 24-7 community was was projecting the flip. And, uh, you know, kind of like uh, Taylor at Norville Central said, uh, he would love to play defensive back in college, but his body is not that of a defensive back. He's going to play linebacker, whether it's at Georgia Tech or Florida State. Uh, that's just where he's going to end up. And uh, honestly, I, I think, I, I hate to say it, this is almost a referendum uh, on Chris Marv. And but you got to land somebody. Uh, you know, uh, he was one of the assistants I was super high on when he came in, and he's just not getting it done on the recruiting trail right now. Again, it's early. We have, you know, signing day is not till December, so there's still plenty of time. But I, I think Coach Marv really needs to step it up. And if he can get a guy like Willis to flip, who's, you know, a top 150 player in the country, who I think would be really good addition to guys like Travis Hunter and Sam McCall. Uh, this defense has a chance. This defensive signing class could be really freaking good. Um, and, and there's definitely a spot for Jared Willis. I've heard people say, all right, let's move on from him. He, you know, he toyed with us. Like, no, it's the coach's jobs to m- make these kids want to come to Florida state. You know, if you only went after kids that, you know, were no blooded or true Knowles wanted to be all in, that signing class might not look great most years, especially coming off a three-win season. Norville's out there punching above his weight class. We're going to talk about a crystal ball for a big-time offensive lineman that just went in. He's doing a phenomenal job. I don't think you uh, pump the brakes at all on uh, Jaron Willis right now because he instantly improves your linebacker room, and he's a guy we need. Um, I think we get him still, but he's committed to Georgia Tech, and you'd much rather be the school that – has a player committed to them than the school trying to make the flip any day. Um, talking about the crystal ball that was put in for an offensive lineman, Steve Wiltfong at 247 Sports, um, which we've had Sinone and Newberg and, and those guys on, uh, Blostein as well, um, put in a prediction two days ago at 918 for um, Elijah Pritchett, uh, four star offensive tackle out of Columbus, Georgia. Uh, to Florida State. Florida State's going up against Bama in that battle. Um, so that uh, seems daunting for sure. But uh, Wilt Fong's at a 96.59% accuracy. Does not put them in and miss very often. He's missed 10 out of 293 crystal balls. 
Um, obviously would be a massive signing for Florida State if they were able to pick up Elijah Pritchett. Um, and, and it's a long season. Uh, and so we'll see uh, we'll see how things look as, as Bama really starts to apply the pressure. But uh, thoughts on uh, thoughts on Pritchett, Taylor? Is that uh, is it realistic that Florida State could really land him? Well, first off, I did uh, kind of talk to Pritchett a little bit. Uh, he kind of went over a little bit of his decision date that he's going to be scheduling for. He's kind of looking towards that mid-September, late-September kind of deal. Uh, he wants to see a little bit more visits to a couple of schools before he kind of makes his final decision. Of course, you know, the three schools that you have to watch out for in that recruitment are basically Georgia, Alabama, and Florida State. Um, it's great that Florida State is able to get a couple of crystal balls and absolutely get him on campus, I think it's three times in the summer. Uh, so that's very impressive for Coach Novell and this uh, staff to really take their, uh, you know, their power and kind of get him on campus. So we're going to have to see how that plays out. But I do like where Florida State stands right now. Um, I know that he went to the Alabama cookout a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, he loves that staff. He loves Nick Saban and everything like that. But I, you know, personally, I think that the more offensive linemen you get, the better. Um, of course, you got a guy like Eston Harris is also another guy they're looking at as well. He's going to be deciding uh, closer to his birthday in October. Uh, it's another guy that you can look out for if Richard doesn't pan out as much. But, um, of course, Florida State's sitting good, but I think six offensive linemen commits as of right now. So, uh, And they could easily get eight uh, right now if you're really thinking about it. So we'll definitely see how that plays out in the coming days. So, so I have a question for you because uh, the scenario I see playing out, I think we're going to have more offensive linemen committed to Florida State at some point in the cycle than actually signed with Florida State. Um, I think Coach Norvell, Coach Atkins are doing a phenomenal job. Like, like this is an issue. We need to fix it. We're going to attack it with bodies. But naturally, some people are going to look at this and say, man, they got all these other guys. This school that's recruiting me only has two offensive linemen committed. Maybe I should – you know, do that. Yeah. Um, do you think everyone committed now sticks or do you think there's going to be some attrition? Cause I, I, I have a hard time seeing a signing all of yeah. these guys right now. Uh, I don't really want to name names, but uh, there's two attrition uh, players that I think could be out of this class. But like I said, I don't really want to name so names. I would boss one of them. Cause we yeah. got to watch out for Georgia. That's yeah. a big one. And I hope we can keep them. Do you think yeah. we hang on to him? Personally, I've spoken to Ba a couple of times. I've, you know, I've messaged him most of the time and kind of keeping communication with him most of the time. And he doesn't really have anything with the Georgia rumors as of right now. He's still trying to play everything out. He's still going to be attending the Notre Dame game. He's uh, still nice. going to be there and everything like that. But, you know, you have to watch out for everything. They're a big yeah. SEC school. Uh, you know, of course, they're a big power. Offensive line has always played well, but we're going to have to see. It's going to be a hard thing to go through. And, you know, of course, with Antavius Woody, you know, is he going to be going to the defensive line? Is he going to stay on the offensive line? Is his grades going to work out? We'll, we'll kind of see how that pans out. But, um, you know, it's just going to be a thing you have to watch out for. And like I said, Eston Harris could just easily slip into that role and uh, be able to commit to the school. He's already named Florida State the top school of his, and he really likes Coach Norvell and Coach Atkins. So um, that's that's a name to watch out for if Pritchett weren't, uh, you know, to the side or anything. But, We'll see. Uh, Pritchard is going to the Notre Dame games. So that is something to watch out for there. Um, you know, hopefully he can uh, bring on his teammate Darren Reed as well, a class of 23 uh, prospect as well. And hopefully we can get a little bit more standing on him. Um, I, I don't think you've done your official 
prediction just yet, but uh, you know, a lot of people have asked like mm. how many, how many do we need to win to keep these guys? We've yeah. asked basically everybody that Newberg, Sinone, Blostein, obviously there's the side of like, kids don't want to go to your school if you win two or three games, but there's the other side of like, they understand that we won three games last year as well and, and are still committing. But um, I don't know if you've given your official predictions just yet, but like, give us your thoughts on how Florida state's season uh, kind of pans out. So I will say this, um, I do speak with a lot of the, the uh, recruits a lot of times. And uh, a guy like Omar Graham Jr., uh, he talks about how a lot of times when, you know, people come to this organization and they're able to commit to the university. Uh, Florida State has had three straight losing seasons. Uh, they have to figure out everything consistency-wise. Uh, you're bringing in two, basically three new head coaches in the last four seasons. Uh, you know, something's got to give with that with that time. And uh, tradition has always been a big thing for Florida State. Uh, winning seasons, we're not used to losing. We're not used to uh, firing coaches. We're used to consecutive bowl seasons. And it just hasn't happened in Tallahassee as of late. And um, I think of as of right now, uh, you're looking at a team that really hasn't had six wins in the past four seasons back in when we went six and seven. I think six and six is a decent uh, record enough to be able to keep most of these guys. I'm not going to say you're going to keep them all. Um, of course, a guy like Travis Hunter, you may never lose him. We could go 0-12, and, and you may never, he may never even bite uh, to decommit. But we'll see how everything plays out. But I do think 6-6 uh, six and six is a decent record for, for us going forward. I think if you can get to 6-6, six and six, then you get that bowl game against somebody that's just absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, then you – you know, 7-6 and six just sounds so good. Obviously um, – you know, if, if they could do any more than six, that'd be great. I think to to, to win more than six, you have to get a big upset somewhere. Um, we'll talk a little more schedule, not this week upcoming, but the week after for, for everybody else. Okay, you run Norvell Central at Norvell Central everywhere, um, yep. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, 10,000 followers on Instagram. Obviously, you've really grown there and, and done a, you do a great job with content over there and connected yep. with a lot of recruits and stuff. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the Instagram. How did you How did you start it? Uh, what kind of content do you feature just for those maybe not familiar with it? Yeah. Um, how did you grow? And uh, how do you like having a second full-time job like we kind of do with yeah. this podcast <laughs> now too? <laughs> yeah. So, of course, uh, it, it's a really rewarding process because I've always been passionate about Florida State. Um, you know, coming into creating the Instagram account, I created it back in December of 2019 with Norvell was hired. Uh, you know, I saw a little bit downward trend in the program. I thought that there was a way that I could affect uh, and positively impact people, uh, whether it be just the casual fan, whether it be a fan that doesn't even know college football. Um, I'm always going to be able to, you know, kind of promote a positive light uh, towards the program. And I think y'all do a tremendous job as well with, you know, promoting different sports as well within Florida State because those sports need love too. Um, you know, of course, the football program has been kind of a downward spiral the last couple of years. And Hopefully we can be able to get back to uh, being elite. Uh, we're not going to be like Miami fans and say we're back, uh, you know, every every year and not win the ACC. But that's beyond the point. Um, but I did, you know, kind of create the Instagram account to, you know, just kind of give back to everyone. Um, whether you support no Norva, uh, Knowles twenty four seven or Warchan or Double Fries No Slaw, Fifth Quarter Quarter, um, any any of those uh, platforms. I always support anybody that supports Florida State. And my goal is just to uh, effectively uh, and positively impact other people. I'm not quite at 10,000 followers, but like I said, if I have 10 followers or whether I have 10,000 followers, I'm going to be the same person, positive, uh, and just kind of share uh, positive light on the program. 
Um, I'm currently, if I remember correctly, I'm at 9,666 the last time I checked. So I'm slowly getting there. (laughs) Um, No, it's awesome. We appreciate, I mean, you share a lot of our stuff and we appreciate it for sure. Um, We're the same way, man. We've had, um, we've had people from 247 on, we've, you know, Trey, uh, Roland on several times. We, you know, we, we, we're cool with everybody. Like we have, you know, we don't really, I mean, we're just a couple of fans. And so we don't really yeah. feel like we have like inside info or yeah. anything like that. Like we're just kind of like talking FSU and if people like that, great. If they don't, no big deal. We're, we're pretty cool with it. So yeah, we've, we've had people from the rivals network on where we're previewing other games. We've had people from the SB nation website on where we're previewing different games. Yeah. People obviously from ESPN and just, yeah, man, we're just here to talk FSU and we don't, you know, we don't care yeah. who it is and I love what you do. I think it's really, really neat. And so I uh, wanted to give you a chance to, shout that out um and hopefully some of our folks that watch and listen and stuff will go check it out go check out norvell central instagram twitter youtube is there facebook or no i keep saying that but like is there i do not have a facebook <laughs> uh i haven't got around to it uh I just uh, created my it's YouTube the worst about, man it's the worst about two weeks ago so youtube <laughs> is uh, a whole yeah. different animal <laughs> no facebook's good we get a lot of people yeah. that view from there chris actually shouted us out said that he um is, knows you through like the spiritics yeah of course. um so no we appreciate um all of those guys hey we appreciate you for coming on and hanging out for yeah. a couple minutes tonight Absolutely. man thank you so much yeah. hopefully we'll see you in tallahassee you have to come by the tailgate if you're there Most for the Notre Dame game yeah um but come hang out come hit us up we'll we'll buy you some free chicken bro always double fries <laughs> yeah man of course i appreciate both of y'all having me on uh it's a it's a pleasure to talk florida state football so a pleasure to meet both of y'all in person and everything. And hopefully we can kind of get uh, to the Notre Dame game and have a good time there and hopefully come out with a win. Awesome, man. Yeah, we want it bad. So thank <laughs> you so much again for hanging out, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. All right, buddy. Taylor of Norvell Central. He was really good, man. I didn't realize he – I mean, I knew, but, like, he t- he's, like, talking to all these recruits and stuff. Man, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm deleting Sonona out of my phone, and I'm going to just text him, <laughs> bro. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's making a crystal ball. And like you said, I love, you know, we're like you and I, uh, yeah, Guthrie's is great. I love them. They're phenomenal sponsor, but we don't do this for the money or whatever. We just love talking Florida State sports. And I, I think that's what helps kind of separate us. Uh, and a guy like Taylor from Norville Central, like, yeah, he's got a bunch of followers. He, he might make some extra money off of it, but that's not why we're doing it. We're just all fans yeah. who love talking Florida State um, and, and sharing as much content as possible. And like you said, if people like it, that's awesome. If not, no big deal. That's cool too. Um, you know, there, there's something for everybody out there. And I love how big the Florida state podcast and social media market is for everybody that if you look hard enough, it's not hard. You can find a lot of good content out there. Uh, so that was really cool having uh, Taylor from Norville central on today. Yeah, no, just something different. I mean, media is um, media is ever evolving and ever changing. And I think that um, people get in their mind that you have to, you have to interview this guy or you have to interview this guy or you have to, you have to be a credentialed outlet or you have to be this, that, or the other, you know, like some of our most fun interviews have been talking with like the guy that covers books, Brooks Kepka, you know, like he just sits yeah. on Twitter and like tracks him. And, and then Taylor from Norvell syndrome, like he's not, you know, a credentialed outlet media guy, but like, I mean, he's connected and he has takes on Florida state. I'm down to talk to anyone that wants to talk about, about Florida state. You're welcome on this podcast, man. Like we're, we're just fans and we're here to hang out, man. So no, I thought it was great. I loved it. Um, and some, some good updates there, some good insight on some of those recruits, some stuff in camp. Um, really enjoyed that for sure. Um, 
Did you watch any preseason football this weekend? Did you check anything out? Did you watch a Bucks no, game? Or no, I, nothing. Why am I going to watch preseason football? It's the most annoying thing in the world to me. I've watched Hard Knocks with the Dallas Cowboys on HBO. That that's been that's been phenomenal, by the way. So I, I don't know if you guys are out there watching Hard Knocks, but that's been phenomenal. No, I I will not watch probably a second of NFL football until Thursday night when the Bucks host the Cowboys to kick off the season that I sold my $50 tickets for $400 each. So I'm feeling good about that. Um, I watched some preseason. Uh, I watched, I watched the Bucks and the Saints games. So Saints, there you go. Yeah. So like I watched both of those. Um, I figured those were the most, well, I watched whatever today's was too. Cause I tweeted it for bookies, but I wasn't really watching it. So um, it's, it's gotta be Jameis at this point, right? For new Orleans. I mean, he was better, you know, I mean, he, he led them down on a really good drive. Um, yeah. twice got, they both got both touchdowns with him in, um, an absolute terrible. I know that we always make, you know, what do you call it? Like you always like make the uh, excuses for, for Jameis. Like when he throws yeah. a pick, um, if I could find the picture right now to I show the you one. guys where it was in his receiver's hand. Yeah. Like and then he, it, it gets intercepted. Yeah. yeah. So like, it, we're, it was like, remember the OJ Howard play where he caught the ball, put it on his, his back. back oh and then my the gosh. Freaking yeah, defender catches it. And it's like, that I, that's not on Jameis, y'all. I don't know what to say. That 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 was clearly, and that happened a lot in Tampa. And like you mentioned, people always blame Jameis. Yeah, he had some bad decisions, bad throws. He had issues with turnovers, but a lot of them were not his fault. Yeah, it's, it's just frustrating to... if you don't actually watch the game. Yeah, he still threw way too many that were his fault. Yeah, I mean, no, no doubt sure. about it. And they were inexcusable. But like Trevor Sikama, who used to be with Pewter Report, um, did like a breakdown of how many he thought were truly Jameis's fault. And I think what he came up with was like 18, 18 of the 30, which is still way too many, lot, yeah. but you, you throw 33 touchdowns and 18 picks. Like that's a little bit more palatable. Uh, yeah. This was the play. Yeah. Um, look at that. The other day, like it's in this <laughs> turned into an interception. And so like, I have a really tough time blaming Jameis yeah. for this. That's all um, the money. Yeah. That's yeah. A great so throw. like, and, and if, and if he catches that, you can see they're down to the 20 yard line. Like there's like Is a it? minute left. They go score again and they win the game. So anyway, I, not that winning the game matters, but yeah, I thought the, the saints game was entertaining just because he had the, the Jameis Hill battle. And then, you know, just wanted to, I mean, I'm always going to watch what, you know, whatever the bucks do. So, um, Hard to take much away. Like the Bucks starters didn't play much at all. And no. Brady got one series, I think, and got sacked. <laughs> Brady, Brady took just, more snaps on the sideline with our rookie yeah. center uh, that he was just trying to help out than he did in the actual game. Um. So yeah, like it just there there wasn't a lot to take from from the Bucks game. Um. At all, Def- I think the defense is going to look good again this year. I, they wish they didn't look good for the first half of last year, and then they yeah. kind of got hot. But uh, you know, I. I no, I, think that, be, I think they're gonna be I think they're gonna be good. I think they're gonna be good. I think they're gonna be really, really good. Um yeah, for the length of the year. Um, and, and it's it's wild that this Bucks team is the first team um uh, that we can go back and look upon that brings back all 22 starters from a Super Bowl championship team. That's unheard of, literally. I'm I'm so pumped. I, I will be in Tampa for I don't know. I'd definitely go to the Saints game. I might find another one to come down for, but I- I'm pumped for the season. Um, can we bet on the Super Bowl right now? Are you willing to take us against the field? No, no. I think that'd be a very <laughs> foolish bet. What about what about we'll bet Bucks versus Chiefs? Like I'll take the Chiefs right now. You take the Bucks right now. And then if anyone else is in it, then the bet's canceled. 
I'll t- I'll take that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, All right. Fifty about, bucks. Fifty bucks. How how about a uh, hundred dollars? A hundred. Direct directly to boosters. Uh, so I'll either you or I give an extra pledge to boosters of an extra hundred bucks. Whew, I like it. All right. If either one if, wins it, if, if either, either one, one does, so like if the Chiefs do our booster memberships. But if the Chiefs beat the Saints, like the bet doesn't matter. No, it still or, does. Yeah. If the Chiefs oh, okay. win the Super Bowl. So win, I got. I'll, I'll still pay it. Yeah. Okay. Chiefs. So if the Chiefs. I'll, I'll take the Chiefs. Win, doesn't matter who they play against. Yeah. Okay. I'll take the Chiefs. You take the Bucks. If anyone else wins, the bet's over. We'll just make yeah, hard. If anyone else wins, Harlan pays the extra hundred dollars. I think that's fair. Or or you and I can <laughs> just go uh, fifty dollars each at that point. So we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. But yeah, man. I'm, I like that. I like that. I, I do like the Bucks' chances. I do think they are one of the best teams in the league. I think the Packers are going to be a force. I think the Steelers are going to be really good. The Chiefs are probably the best team in the league. The Bucks just got hot at the right time last year. And I definitely think they can do it again, but by no means am I going to allow myself to expect a Bucks Super Bowl because I'm not getting let down, man. Because last year I I came, especially even in the postseason, we were doing our show. Um, I said every week, I'm like, yeah, I think it's the Packers and Chiefs, the best two teams. I'm just enjoying the ride and truly getting to enjoy that ride to win the Super Bowl. It was phenomenal. If it happens again, that's great, but I, I'm not going to expect it. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks were 7-5 and five at one point. Um, yeah. And then ended up winning out from there, right? And we sat up for that seven and five game, like, eh, they're probably gonna lose in the wild card. <laughs> um, so yeah, somebody just mentioned the the lightning going the lightning back and bucks, and yeah. Let's go as well. I really okay. So, like, as I know you're a football guy, but like every team that I support like has won a Super Bowl or won a championship. Um, I really want the Rays this year. Like, I want that world. It's like the infinity, it's like the last infinity yeah. stone. <laughs> like this, this Lakers, first Lakers AOE, Lightning, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Lakers, Lightning, Knowles, Bucks. I need the I need the I, World Series. I, 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 I've I, given I, up on the Magic, man. But, oh yeah, man. I don't. Jalen Suggs is nasty. He's a force for a long. Time. I can't believe we he fell to us at five, and I'm happy Scotty Barnes is doing really well. Shout out Scotty Barnes. He went viral uh, a couple days ago with a really veteran like turnaround step back shot and, and just put it in and then did uh, his typical Scotty like let the, the the guy who's defending him know like yeah I just got the best of you shout out Patrick Williams had a oh my goodness a phenomenal putback slam in, in the Vegas summer league a, a lot of Noel's Trent Forrest is having a phenomenal summer league right now score like 19 points uh seven rebounds seven assists like just a phenomenal showing by coach Ham I saw a great picture it was like Patrick Williams, Trent Forrest, Fiano Camangeli, um, Xavier Rotan Mays, a bunch of Florida State guys all going to dinner in Vegas at the Summer League. And it's like all those guys are at Florida State in the past five years, and they're all out there together. That was really cool to see. It's really absurd when you think about the the talent uh, that has come through this program. Yeah. Um, we obviously talk a lot about football, but it's pretty absurd. Hey, shout out soccer. Uh, FSU soccer starts on Thursday with a big matchup against Texas A&M. Number one in the country. Um, Yep. Yeah, so I think uh, Florida State is, right? Yep. Okay, I was going to say. Do you know Florida where State. A&M is ranked? Uh, ranked? I do not. I, I'll, I'll look it up while you do that. So big matchup <laughs> there. Um, we'll have an announcement. I haven't talked to these guys about it yet, but like we've got some stuff brewing with uh, some on-campus uh, some on-campus athletics yeah. uh, around FSU. So anyway, got some got some news that we'll, uh, we'll announce soon, probably on social media. Um do you have anything else before we get out of here? Kind of a shorter show today, less than an hour. I love it. Um, anything else? Any shout outs? Any, did you find AM's ranking? 
Um, I do not see it. They only have the top twelve on the NCAA website, oh, well, and it's not in there. Well, so great. don't I worry about it. But yeah, uh, uh, shout out wise, uh, not much. You know, like I said, uh, I'm I'm excited. Uh, we are what 18 or 19 days away from being in Tallahassee. Um, it's going to be a blast of a weekend between me trying to compete against you know world class athletes to our tailgate, where I'm probably going to have 20 chicken tenders at least. And the game itself, and then I'm excited for our first show. We'll, we'll probably do it that Monday right after the game. Uh, I'll probably get up there or get home early. I, I want to leave Tallahassee first thing Monday morning. I, I hate hanging around, but I'm excited. It's going to be a fun week. We might go to dinner with a uh, former guest of the show that Friday night, which would be pretty cool if we can make that happen too. Yeah, no, no doubt. So it's going to be a lot of fun to be up there. Bro, Texas A&M is ranked ninth. And like somebody just put it in there. Like I'm looking. Right I saw at someone it. said that, but I did not see that. Uh, yeah. what I was looking at. But preseason I'll, poll. I'll take word. <laughs> so a top ten matchup on Thursday night. Um, yeah. That'll be on ESPN. Now that you were right, you were right. Richie just he's had a few too many IPAs. Like not quite like that North Carolina game, but a few. <laughs> um, hey, I got a shout out or two. Um, yeah, Richie said I've been playing. I'm so stupid, but I've been playing FSU schedule on NCAA 14. Um, I'm I'm five and zero, oh, so we beat Notre Dame. We won the first five games. We got a big matchup with North Carolina coming up. Um, subscribe to our YouTube or turn on alerts for Periscope or whatever. You can see all those games. You can go back and watch the old ones as well. Um, and so guys- is, is Clemson going to be a lunchtime or a primetime game? I feel like most people over five and zero. Oh. I feel like when you go on at noon, like the the feed just blows up. Like everyone's on their lunch break. It's like I got to watch this. Well, what happens is I I do edit the time of the games. Like even yeah. if even if I played at noon, I turn it off system settings and I put it to like where it would really be. So like I made the Syracuse game twelve, but like the Wake Forest game, I made a three thirty. Like I try yeah. to keep that accurate. You know, Notre Dame, I made a night game even though I played it like three p.m. or something. So uh, I don't know if we go into that Clemson game undefeated, it's definitely going to be an eight p.m. game. So. Um, so go check those out. I do a write up on them as well on doubleprizenoslaw.com. <laughs> the dumbest thing ever. But yeah, they're it. so dumb. Like <laughs> gives you like the recap. And if you don't want to watch the whole game, if you go to doubleprizenoslaw.com, click on the recap of the game, all the highlights are there, like time stamped for you. And you can just click the YouTube and see the highlight or whatever. So um I'm having fun with it. I uh I'll probably do Florida's games next and do it from the, the roll-ups account just because it is kind of fun <laughs> to do if I have enough time. I, I have seven more games for FSU to play. Um, some of them are going to be really, really fun. Like that North Carolina game coming up next, the Clemson, the Miami and the Florida games. Others of them are a complete drag. Like when I have to play UMass, which isn't even UMass, it's like FCS East. Um, so (laughs) yeah, so like it's, those are terrible, but, um, but you know, the, the, the big games are going to be fun and, um, go check that out. Other shout out to the roll up, uh, new episode debuted last week. Shout out CJ Wilson and Larry on. Um, jumping on the new roll-up. Um, if you were subscribed to the Big Three roll-up or followed it on anything, everything is just kind of like converted over. You don't have to go resubscribe or anything like that. But I thought CJ and Larry on did a really good job, episode one, um, with obviously Corey, Uncle Silk. Um, some good talk about where all three teams are. They didn't get so much into the banter, so much into like the trash talk just yet, but I think that's coming um, as they get a little bit more comfortable. So They're I, I do really, really good correction. first show. Quick correction, AM is actually number 13 in the preseason poll. So, like I said, outside of the top 12, Florida State's actually second behind Shoot me Santa that link. Clara, who beat them in the um, national title game in PKs this past year, unfortunately. 
So I don't know where you're seeing this, but like I can, I mean, like I just texted it to you. Like this is the preseason poll that we're looking at, right? Is that the coaches poll? Are you looking at the men's or the women's? I, was, I doubt we don't have a men's soccer team, so it's. Oh, that's um, a good point. <laughs> well, I guess there's multiple polls, is what All you're right. telling me. So the poll that I looked at, I was correct, but also the, a shout out to our listener who had A and M at nine because that was also correct at, uh, in the poll TJ sent me. So, yeah, when I'm on NCAA rankings, I got A and M at nine. So yeah. I don't know what kind of janky poll you're using over there. Oh, United Soccer Coaches. NC you don't trust topdrawersoccer.com because that's, that's no, where I go I, for all my soccer. I trust, the, I trust NCAA.com. That's where I go um, for all my soccer information. Shout out the NCAA for having us ranked higher. Um, <laughs> so anyway, big matchup for them this weekend. And uh, yeah, shout out the roll-up. Go check that out if you haven't just yet. Go subscribe um, over there. Stay tuned. Uh, a couple of you have slid in our DMs talking about the tailgate. If you're going to be in Tallahassee, yeah, I, I, I don't want a million people there. So we haven't really put out like an official announcement. There's no tickets or anything, but if you want to slide by, just sh- slide in our DMs. We'll try and coordinate it and make it happen. Um, excited to get up to Tallahassee for the game. Um, <laughs> Wake Forest is now a hostile environment. Richie said that, Baker, not me. I, I, no, I did Wake- not say that. That was Taylor who said that. Oh, okay. That yeah. yeah, that's not – but but all, at the same time, we should not underestimate Snuggy Hill because it, it can get pretty rowdy in uh, Winston Salem no, up there. That's not a Taylor. You get we're taking a pay cut. Um, <laughs> I mean, we didn't pay him anything. But that was not me who cut. said Wake Forest was hostile no. environment. That was not me at all. I, that I want terrible. that for the record. Um. All right. There's some shout outs. Any uh, anything else you want to pick a song tonight? Go ahead and pick a song. It's all you. Um. Yeah, last shout out. I'm excited. Bachelor in Paradise starts tomorrow. Really pumped for that. Uh, the season finale of White Lotus on HBO Max. I don't know if you watched that. That's a great show. Uh, that drops at nine o'clock tonight. So an hour from now. Um, a song. I don't know what. Ha- oh, so <laughs> I told my wife we have a uh, rock festival coming to Orlando like next month, and Lip Biscuit's going to be there. And I think I'm going to take Lindsay because we both used to love Lip Biscuit. So give me, um, this is a family friendly show. Just play Nookie. I was going to play Break Stuff, but that's that's even worse. So you can play edited version. I don't care. But I, I, I just want to hear some Lip Biscuit because I'm probably going to go see them next month. All right, Harlan, play us out. We will see you guys next Sunday night for a special episode. I don't want to tell you guys exactly what it's going to be, but I promise you don't want to miss it. Um, It'll be more than just me and Richie here. So, like, there's a reason to come back. Um, Come hang out next Sunday night. Until then, we will talk to you guys later. Go Knowles.